This episode is sponsored by the Adoption Connection Village, a place where you can connect with other adoptive moms who get it and be surrounded with support so you know you're not alone. We are really excited about the village because adoptive and foster parenting really brings unique challenges to families and a lot of people around us don't understand. And so we need to be surrounded by people who get us. Yes, that isolation is really the breeding ground for shame and guilt. And, you know, both of us have been to these dark places. I mean, I don't think either of us could have anticipated what this journey would cost us in our relationships, sometimes even with friends and family. It's very hard for people to understand what we're going through. Absolutely. But we do get it and we want to have a special place where we can really connect in a much deeper way as close as we can to actually be in person. So obviously we can't all gather around Lisa's Kitchen Island, but we have created something called virtual coffee chats and these happen over video chat and it's a whole group of us and it's been really, really fun to see your faces, get to know your stories and connect with you from on a much deeper level. We do these coffee chats in the village three to four times a month and we focus at least one of them a month on specifically the challenges of teens and young adults because we have heard from you guys that that is a space that needs a little extra TLC and support. So the village is for you if you feel like you need more people in your life who understand you, you crave authentic and intimate community, and especially if you don't have Facebook or you want to limit your time there, so you don't want to be in a group maybe that's based on Facebook. And I think the thing that's so important is that, you know, we know you are pouring your hearts and your souls into your kids, and maybe nobody is pouring back into you, but we want to do that. So besides the coffee chat, there is a group that's kind of like a Facebook group on steroids that allows you to really connect with other people on similar journeys and even has way to connect you to local in real life people close to you. Uh, as an extra bonus, I have a entire library of behavior plans and coaching around behaviors. And so village members get access to that as well. It's really a steal. It's $19.99 a month. It is open for a limited time. So the village will be open for new members until Friday, December 6th. So we would love to have you join us. You can join us at theadoptionconnection.com slash village. Welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it and we're here for you. Good morning, Lisa. Welcome to episode 63 of the Adoption Connection podcast. Hey, Melissa. We are talking about a very hot topic this morning on the podcast. We're talking about using CBD oil. And uh, we know that's something that a lot of people are interested in. We've had a lot of questions about it. And so I'm really looking forward to this interview. But before we get into that, we got a new review on our um, podcast just yesterday, I think. And I would say the person's name, but I can't even, I don't know what it is. But anyhow, this wonderful person wrote a review, and I want to read you part of it. She says, Parenting children is difficult and wonderful. Parenting children who have had difficult pasts is extra hard and extra wonderful. Walking through it with others makes the journey easier. I'm a mom of eight, adoptive mom of five. 
I have a good support system, but Melissa and Lisa have been huge comforts, teachers, and encouragers. I appreciate their sacrifice of time and energy to share their lives with us. I am so excited about that. Well, first of all, I thought I was getting emails every time we got a review, and I haven't gotten one like since August. So I actually didn't think there were any reviews. And then Lisa just told me that there are. So I am super excited. You guys, when you give feedback to us, it really makes us happy. But even more importantly, it tells iTunes, who really drives a lot of podcast traffic, that this is a podcast worth listening to. That is important because if someone goes into their podcast app and searches for adoption, it helps our podcasts come up in the search. So if you think that this has been helpful and you would like others to be able to find it as part of their support system, then we would encourage you to jump on to your podcast app and leave a rating and a review. If you're on iTunes, you just search for the Adoption Connection, click on our podcast, you scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see a spot to leave five stars and a review. If you're on another podcast app like Stitcher or Google Play or Podbean, it should be pretty obvious when you're on the podcast page how to leave some kind of review or rating or comment. So thank you so much in advance for helping us out in that way. Well, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast episode, our topic today is the use of CBD oil. And one of the things we want to emphasize is that there are many, many tools that we can explore for our kids. They have a wide range of everything from physical things. I mean, like the list goes on and on. We could, we could think of lots of different tools. And CBD oil is another potential tool. And I, I think you're going to hear in the interview that Our guest is not making any wild claims that this is a cure-all for all of our kids at all, but that it's another thing we can explore. Yeah, absolutely. So this isn't like the magic bullet, the end-all, be-all, fix-all, but it certainly could make a big difference in how regulated and balanced our kids are, which helps our efforts as therapeutic parents be more successful and a lot of other tools be more successful as well. So our guest today is... Teresa Mansfield. This is her second visit here at the Adoption Connection podcast. She is an adoptive mom. They have three kids and live in Texas. She's also an educator and coach. She combines her training as a certified stress relief coach and certified cannabis consultant with years of training and experience in trauma-informed care to serve families affected by trauma and the people who work with them. She is very knowledgeable about this topic and we had a really fun conversation. Teresa, welcome back to the Adoption Connection podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. So we have you coming on to talk about a really hot topic right now. People are asking all the questions about CBD oil, and you're kind of our resident expert on these things. And so we thought it would be a great idea to chat a little bit about this on the podcast where we try to really bring the best and most practical resources to adoptive families. So can you just start and tell us kind of what exactly is CBD oil? What does it stand for? Like, give us a little primer. (laughs) Okay. CBD itself is a compound that comes from the cannabis plant. And CBD oil is oil that has that compound in it. Now, when I say cannabis plant, I'm not 
specific, I'm not necessarily talking about marijuana, which is what comes to people's mind when they hear cannabis most of the time. But cannabis includes marijuana and hemp. So the difference is marijuana contains mostly THC, which is another compound found in those plants, and hemp contains mainly CBD. It's considered hemp if it has less than 0.3% THC. And there are all kinds of other cannabinoids, other compounds found in the cannabis plant, but the two you hear about the most are CBD and THC. Now, CBD is short for cannabidiol. So a lot of the words that we're going to talk about today, they kind of sound the same. And I actually might get tongue-tied in the middle of a sentence because I'm saying cannabidiol, CBD, cannabis, and cannabinoid. That's hard. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully by the end of this episode, we'll all understand what each word means. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, they sound big and sciencey and a little bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're nerds, so science is fun. And you and I both enjoy making it easy for people to understand. It's true. It's true. Okay. So now that we know kind of just that baseline of what CBD even is, why do people care so much? Why should we care? What are the benefits of seeking out something like a CBD oil? Well, CBD is definitely all the rage right now, but it's not new. It's been around for centuries and people have used it for pain relief and to find relief from their anxiety. But recently, as people have been becoming more curious about it and the laws have been changing surrounding hemp, people are starting to find the benefits of it. People are hearing that it can help with their anxiety, it can help with their pain, and possibly other things. We hear about children taking it for um, their seizures. That's probably one thing we hear about the most right now. And we hear about it helping people with skin conditions and allergies. I mean, the list is just going on. And it's kind of getting a reputation as a cure-all. So it's important for us to do our research and be educated about what is what it actually is and what we can do with it. Yeah, where are the best places to go get the research that we can rely on as accurate? Because obviously the internet, anyone can say anything. So for those yes. of us who are a little bit more brain sciencey and brain nerdy, where would you recommend looking for like the studies, the science behind how this is working and what the outcomes have been, maybe even clinically in populations? Well, you can go on and look for actual research. You can look on the well-known websites that show clinical research or a lot at this point is anecdotal, but um, look for things that are less biased. And I wouldn't get all of my information from a website that represents a company. And I also find looking for information from medical professionals is helpful. People who are acting in the interest of people who aren't necessarily influenced 
by a company or by a certain opinion. I really wanted to learn a lot. So I personally ended up taking a course about cannabis so that I could be a certified consultant. And I ended up learning a lot about medical marijuana and making my decisions based on the research provided in that course and on books that I read by nurses and medical professionals. Yeah. Would you be willing to give us a link for that course in case anyone else is interested? Absolutely. Yes, I would. Okay. So we'll put and that. And I have other shooters. courses available too. So you don't have to become a consultant. You can just be someone who wants to learn something. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll definitely put that in the show notes. I'll also put a link to PubMed, which is kind of a database managed by the government that has a lot of the medical research. And I'm positive if you put CBD or cannabinoids into that search bar, you'll come up with some abstracts on some current research that's going on. So one of the things that's interesting about cannabinoids is when I started doing more research into this area, I didn't realize that we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. Like our bodies were built to receive cannabinoids and use them for benefits and that they're actually found in a lot of other places in nature, black pepper, um, Melissa, which is an herb and a, a bunch of other things have it as well. So can you tell us a little bit more about that system and kind of what parts of the body or it controls and, and the endocannabinoid system in general? Sure. I'd love to. This is what makes CBD so exciting is that we already have it in us. We have something that it works with and that is the endocannabinoid system. It is found all throughout our body and it has been called the body's supercomputer. So it keeps everything in working order. It creates homeostasis within us so that we can feel balanced and grounded. We have primarily CB1 receptors. And then throughout the rest of the body, we have primarily the CB2 receptors. And these interact with our endocannabinoids which are anandamide working with the CB1 receptor and um, 2AG or AG2. I, I might have gotten that mixed up. Um, working with the CB2 receptors. And these endocannabinoids mirror the compounds that are found in these plants that are found in hemp. And um, so with anandamide, you will find that THC matches it. Like if you put your hands together, they mirror. And um, 2-AG is mirrored by CBD. And there are many more cannabinoids that interact with our endocannabinoid system. So when there is a problem, a deficiency, these phytocannabinoids can be given to sort of wake up the system and to give it a little boost and help it be working in um, better condition so that we can have that balance within us. We also find that the endocannabinoid system likes to repair. So much like the immune system going where there is illness, the endocannabinoid system wants to be where there is damage. And you will see even within the brain that when there is damage there, 
that there is a, an increase of activity even in the CB2 receptors, which are primarily throughout the body, but because of the damage, you will see them there in the brain. That's so interesting. So that's some of the science, some of the kind of basis for why people should even be thinking about cannabinoids, um, plant-based cannabinoids to supplement what's already going on in our body. Let's go to some of the practical stuff. So I'm guessing that there are, that not all CBD oil products are created equal. So as a consumer, how do we look for a brand? What do we look for in a brand and how do we take safety into consideration? You know, the more popular CBD becomes, the more important that question is. I was recently in a truck stop on a trip and saw CBD by the cash register. Now, (laughs) that's fantastic that education is spreading so much that people are that comfortable with it, but would you go buy your multivitamins in the truck stop? Probably not. I wouldn't recommend it. So I'm not going to recommend getting your CBD in a place like that either. You want to know where it's coming from. You want to know who is making it, where the farm is, what kind of farm it is, what process it has gone through before it gets into your cabinet. So you need to start with the farm. Is it in the U.S.? And how much do people know about what that farm is like? Is it an organic farm? Organic is really important because hemp is a filtering plant. So whatever is in the soil, whatever is in the air, is going to go into that plant. It's cleaning things up. And you don't want to be giving your family members pesticides, heavy metals, and whatever else is found in that environment. You want to give them something pure and clean so that you're not creating more issues. Um, You also might want to look at how the cannabinoids are extracted. Is it a safe process? Um, There is the ethanol extraction, which is known to be safe. And a lot of people really like that extraction. It gets everything out of the plant. Unfortunately, because it gets everything, there's not a whole lot of control over what goes into the products. And so if they want to just isolate CBD from other compounds, then there's going to have to be more processing, more refinement, and you could end up uh, compromising the quality of the CBD. So my preference is the supercritical CO2 extraction because you have more control over what you are getting out of the plant. Now, after you look at the extraction process, you need to think about how you want this to go into your body. Do you want to put it under your tongue with a dropper? Do you want to inhale it? Do you want it to go on your skin? Do you want to eat it? How, if you're considering this for a child, how is your child going to take it? Will they let you put drops under their tongue? Or do you need to put it in a drink or in food? Well, if you're going to put it in food, then you need to be looking for a water-soluble product. And um, 
that can come in a bottle and a dropper and you can just drop it in something or it could be already placed in an edible so gummies are really popular with kids right um you can get it in popcorn you can get it in coffee i mean the list is just becoming bigger <laughs> and bigger <laughs> there's Find what your kid likes and find out if there's CBD available in it and you might have found the right thing for you. My personal preference is um, under the tongue because it absorbs fast under the tongue. Inhaling is also very fast acting and long lasting, but a lot of us are concerned about what that's doing to our lungs. So if we are putting it under our tongue, we're getting fast absorption. And if you are using a product carried in MCT oil, then you are increasing the absorption rate. So a product that is not water soluble, but is carried in MCT oil might be a better choice for you. Yeah. And MCT is uh, kind of a derivative of coconut oil, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So again, you also have to consider what are you allergic to? If you're allergic to nuts or specifically coconuts, then that may not be a good choice for you. You might want to look for something that's carried in a hemp seed oil. So many options, so many options. So I want to go yeah. back to when you were talking about the extraction and you talked about kind of having all of the compounds in a plant extracted using ethanol or going for an isolate, specifically isolating something like CBD what are the benefits of an isolate over a more complete extraction? All right. So there are three choices that you're going to see in this industry. There is the isolate, which will be something that contains only one compound. The most popular being CBD. You can also get isolates of THC and probably the minor compounds, but you won't be getting much from the minor um, cannabinoids like CBG, CBDV, and so on. Um, CBD isolate is very popular and it is among the lesser expensive products available. And for a lot of people, that's good enough. It's similar to buying vitamin C rather than a multivitamin. Then you also have broad spectrum. And broad spectrum is anything that contains more than one cannabinoids. So it could be CBD with trace amounts of THC, or it could be CBD that has every cannabinoid they can get in there, plus terpenes and flavonoids, but no THC. So broad spectrum itself has a broad spectrum. So again, when you're looking for a product, you need to ask, what is this? And if they say it's broad spectrum, ask again, what is in this? And they should show you a certificate of analysis so that you can see for yourself what is in there. And it might say that this has 300 milligrams of cannabinoids in it, but then you look and there's only 200 milligrams of CBD but then there's 100 milligrams combined of other things. That is okay, but you need to be educated in making your choices and knowing what you want and not just blindly think I'm getting 300 milligrams of CBD in this broad spectrum oil. 
And then finally, we have full spectrum, which is a lot like saying, I want to get everything from the orange, so I'm just going to bite right into it without peeling it. You get everything from the hemp plants when you get a full spectrum oil. You're going to have CBD and the minor cannabinoids, flavonoids, terpenes, and the trace amounts of THC. Okay. So you talked about 300 milligrams of CBD. Let's talk about dosing. Like what is a typical consumption of CBD as you're supplementing like per day for a person? Like what are you looking for? What's average? What should we be looking for in a product? (laughs) Well, it is really difficult to say what is average. I can tell you what most of the people that I'm talking to are taking, but even that seems to be a rather large spectrum of answers. Um, There is a lot of research available about what cannabinoids can do for us, but there has not yet been a lot of research as on dosing. And I think that is because we are so individual and there's a lot that goes into keeping us healthy. There's something called microdosing, and that is starting with a very micro, small dose of cannabinoids and slowly building up until you find your sweet spot. Now, when you buy a bottle of CBD or cannabinoid oil, you are typically, typically getting 30 milliliters but you are going to see different numbers of milligrams for each product. So if you have a 600 milligram, 30 milliliter bottle, that means that within this bottle, there are 600 milligrams of CBD or other cannabinoids carried inside whatever the carrier oil is. This makes, 600 makes easy math for me because there's typically 600 drops in a 30 milligram bottle. That means you're getting one milligram per drop. Easy peasy. So you start with one milligram and you keep a journal. And for one day, you see how you feel. And then the next day, or in a few days, you add a drop, two in the morning, two at night, and you keep a journal. And then the next day, or in a couple days, you add another drop and you're keeping check. Okay, so I've got three milligrams twice a day now, and this is how I'm feeling. These are the symptoms that I'm noticing I don't feel anymore. It's called start low and go slow. It's so easy to remember and so easy to do, but it takes patience. If you could give yourself a full dropper and find that you feel great and just go on from there, but if you only need three drops, and you're giving yourself a full dropper, you're throwing away money. You're throwing away that precious gold oil. (laughs) So I think it's a good idea to start low and go slow. Another thing to consider is that cannabinoids are biphasic. So it is likely that a dose that is too low is going to be alerting. And a dose that is too high is going to be sedating. So if you start out too high, you might find that you're tired. And if you don't know what you're doing, you could increase that dose and never feel better. But if you start out too low and you see that you feel 
overly alert, then you can increase and see how you feel. Or if you are a different kind of person who has a different kind of reaction, you might start low and feel sedated and then increase and see how you feel. And it's a lot easier to find your sweet spot when you do it that way. Good words, good words. So is there anything else we need to know in terms of like side effects, um, medication interactions? Is there anyone who shouldn't try CBD? Well, of course, it is a good idea to always speak with your medical professional before starting anything new. And we have seen, now I am not a medical professional. I'm just someone who has studied the plant and its compounds. But in my studies, I learned that cannabinoids, specifically CBD, interacts with our enzymes the same way that grapefruit does. So if you are taking a medication that warns you not to eat grapefruit with it, it's a good idea not to be taking CBD with that medication. So go to your doctor, talk about your desires and your needs, and see if you can work together either titrate off your medication first or find some way to do a titration of both at the same time. But again, you have to talk to your doctor about that. Don't take my advice on that. Very good. So when we're talking about using CBD with kids that have come to us through foster care and adoption or have, you know, adverse experiences in their past, what should we know about about that. Um, Obviously, something that's helping, you know, make our brains better, something that could decrease our anxious feelings are things that we definitely need more of Mm -hmm. if we're raising kids from hard places. Um, Even as moms, even if our kids never are willing, right? As moms, Mm -hmm. this can help us a ton. Is there anything else in terms of considerations as adoptive and foster families that we should take into account thinking about um, CBD products? Sure. Well, as I mentioned before, it's important to consider how your child is going to take it. How can you make it appealing to them? Does it need to be provided in an edible? Do you need to start out by putting drops in their favorite yogurt or applesauce? Or is it going to be easier to just put a few quick drops under the tongue? But I think what's even more important is for us to model healthy behavior and to do things together in a connected way. So if I start taking it first and I talk about how I feel and I talk about taking care of my body and my mind, my children are watching that and I can invite them to join in it with me so that it's not me saying you have a problem and this is going to fix it because that can be taken personally and feel very shaming to a child. But if you are doing it in relationship, you will probably have a lot more luck. Yeah. I also am thinking about some of my even more uh, difficult children and thinking I probably could have done this by uh, putting the bottle out, putting my name on it and saying it's only for me. Oh yeah. And then all the kids would be begging, right? Uh, The the best thing, right. (laughs) was to put a bag of gummies on the counter and be like, mom only. (laughs) Right? And then your kids will beg for it. And then you can just be like, well, maybe, maybe I could share with you. Maybe just this once. Well, that's clever. Yeah. I like that idea. 
<laughs> that's how it has to go down in my house. <laughs> okay, cool. I like that. All right. In here, it would be the popcorn. And and we haven't tried the popcorn. So I, I mean, just the thought of buying pre-made popcorn sounds stale and yucky to me. But it might be appealing if I say, this is mine. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. Could, could we start <laughs> stove popping our own popcorn in CBD laced MCT oil? <laughs> I think that the heat would kill it. Oh. I wonder how the companies are getting it in there. That's a really good question. Or drizzle. Okay. Make, I mean, drizzle it, right? We drizzle butter. Yeah. 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 That's a good idea. That, well, that's we're going to figure out, Teresa. We're going to figure out. Yeah. Peppermint Pop- flavored popcorn. <laughs> oh, yeah. You might have to go with something a little bit more natural. Okay. So talk about flavors. So CBD comes in flavors. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Actually, it does. The, the most common that you hear about are natural peppermint and cinnamon. Um, the company that we use also has vanilla, which I love because it's so mild. Um, cinnamon tends to have sort of a red hot flavor, which is too much for some of our more sensitive children. And peppermint tastes like toothpaste to some of us, including myself, and that is not appealing. And natural, the natural isolates have a little less flavor, but when you are looking into a broad spectrum, natural does start tasting grassy. It does start, you, you taste the flavonoids and the terpenes in it. And so um, the, Natural is not always a good recommendation, but for those who are sensitive, it might be the best. I think some companies also have berry flavors. Yes, I do know of some that have like berry flavors like blueberry and mixed fruit. And then, of course, you have the CBD, I mean, the gummies that can come in a variety of sweet or sour flavors. It's an industry, I tell you. Yeah, they've really, they've really figured this out, haven't they? So yeah, here's a question. And we didn't talk about this beforehand. So you can trump it, you can uh, punt it if you want. But what about our kids who have, were born with exposure to substances prenatally and or who we feel might have kind of that addictive personality? Um, maybe they have substance abuse use in past generations. Um, and we would prefer them not to become addictive. Maybe we're trying to protect them from, you know, versions of their future self. So yeah. What would you say to that? Like you're talking about things derived from, you know, a hemp plant, which is related to the marijuana plant and some of it has Mm -hmm. THC. Like, so how do we filter all of that when we're thinking about some of our kids who are just really susceptible to influences and other things, you know, should we be cautious with CBD with kids who have had substance prenatally or, or, you know, is that not a thing? No, absolutely. That's a concern for a lot of parents, myself included. And it's why I personally was so slow to jump in. I was concerned. In fact, uh, my husband brought it up first. He brought up trying CBD oil and I looked at him in the face and said, absolutely not. Our children's brains are fried already. (laughs) We are not adding to these problems. (laughs) and he pushed me to look into it a little bit more and then um, a good friend told me about her experience which again took another layer of the wall down and what I discovered is that CBD itself is not um, psychoactive or 
now words are slipping my mind, but the best one I can think of is it, it does not going to, it is not going to give you the euphoric feeling that THC does. It does, um, support neurotransmitter function. So it is going to support your serotonin and dopamine, but it is not going to give you the euphoric or the super relaxed, I've got to have it feeling that THC is going to give you. It's a, it's a totally separate, different compound and it interacts differently with our endocannabinoid system. Um, if you are taking cannabinoids and you find that all of a sudden you're not having the same effect that you were having before, the natural response is to think, oh, I need more. And when you get into a cycle like that, then you are concerned about addiction. But the wonderful thing about our endocannabinoid system is that it's not asking you for more when that happens. It's actually asking you to back off. It's telling you, you've given me too much and I can't handle it anymore. I've been working really hard. It's time for a break. <laughs> so instead of increasing your dose, after you've found your sweet spot and it's worked for a while, if it stops working, you, instead of increasing your dose, you stop taking it for a few days and you give yourself a break. And then you start all over. You start low and go slow again. And you'll find that you're probably going to end up back at the same sweet spot, getting the same results you were getting before. So you're not increasing needing more and more and more. You're just balancing. Thank you so much for clarifying all of that. There's so many good nuggets in there, really practical advice for those of us who are thinking about or who already use cannabinoid products. Um, is there anything else you would want to tell folks before we wrap up? I talk to a lot of parents who are really concerned about their kids. We, most of us, we've tried everything and we're desperately, desperately looking for something to give our children a quality of life. I like to think of this as a tool in the toolbox. It's not the only tool. It's not the thing that's going to fix all of our problems. It is a supplement. In our family in particular, what we have found is that it brings about a state of regulation so that we can do all the other things, so that our children can use the skills that we have worked hard to teach them. Now they have the regulation when they start to become out of balance that they can say, I need a break, or I need some weight, I need to listen to music. So if you have not given your children the skills, giving them CBD is not going to create the skills. <laughs> it's just a part of laying a foundation. It's part of working the soil so that the seeds that you have planted can blossom and grow stronger. Thank you so much for that reality check <laughs> about <laughs> all the different things that our kids need and about, you know, sometimes we're so desperate we are looking for that magic bullet. 
Um, but it's important to remember that there, our kids are complex and so the solutions uh, to set them up for success will also be complex. I am so thankful for the time that you've taken to enlighten us on so many different things um, about CBD. And I know that this will be a great jumping off point for a lot of people who are looking for extra tools for their toolbox. Well, I am so happy to be here and I really hope that the right people get to listen and hear it. And as always, I'm available to answer more questions. We barely scratched the surface today. Well, that was a great interview. I want to thank Teresa for sharing her knowledge with us. I think it's probably given us a lot of um, things to think about for a lot of us parents. Yeah, and if you're new to CBD, you probably have more questions than answers at this point. Teresa is available to connect with you and answer your questions if we didn't cover something that you're curious about. So you can connect with her. She's Teresa Mansfield, the Revived Mom and Hope for Families on Facebook and on Instagram. She's M Teresa, and she spells Teresa T E R. E-A-S-A. Of course, if you're driving or doing dishes or some wrangling kids, we'll have all of those links for you uh, at the show notes, which is a little bit easier to find at theadoptionconnection.com slash 63. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as The Adoption Connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom doing good work, and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.